Well, hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my wonderful, intelligent, gorgeous, very hardworking, non-Disney theme park resort-loving wife and co-host, yeah. Michelle. Yeah, thank you, honey, and hi, everybody. So good to have you with us. We are recording this episode on Sunday, November 19th of 2023 we are leading right into the thanksgiving holiday and we hope you have plenty of good food and good fun and good times with family friends whatever it may be planned ahead yeah and that you get some time to also relax a little hopefully 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 you get a nice long weekend in and around that unless you want to go crazy and do the black friday thing which you know a lot of people do and now black friday is apparently already happening for most everything. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, it's Black Friday, but we started it two weeks ago on a Tuesday. I know. <laughs> well, at least you can do this stuff online now, too, so you don't have to um, necessarily brace the crowds. I know that there are some hot deals that you have to be in person for, but hey, That's right. maybe not. And then following Black Friday is Cyber Monday, mm-hmm. where you can do all that, all right. your online purchasing. Not that Black Friday doesn't have plenty of online <laughs> purchasing know. already, but right. anyway, you can go about Spending more money. They have they have ways for you out exactly. there. It's almost like you're at Disney. It's, <laughs> it's ways to save money. Oh, yes. yes that's <laughs> it. You're saving as you spend more and more and more and more and more. It's the Disney math. It's like Jen Dillo always talks about. The Disney math. It always works out. <laughs> or it doesn't, but it doesn't matter because it's Disney math. Thank you for joining us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. Also, we are on social media. We are on Twitter. Twitter. It's formerly known as Twitter. No, it's It's not. X formerly known as. (laughs) At Hyperion Podcast. Facebook, Instagram, and threads at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. If you are on Facebook, come on over and join us for some good positive Disney energy fun on our Hyperion Adventurers Facebook group. Also, we are on YouTube. If you want to find us there, we're at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. Now, before we get started into this week's episode, you know we always take like to take a look back at the week that was because we are the Disney podcast of positivity. That means we like to focus on those positive moments, those wonderful moments, those great moments that has happened to all of us during the week that was. And we call it my favorite thing from this week. And when we do this, we always start with Michelle because she's amazing. She's spectacular. No, please. She's gorgeous. He's so sweet because I don't even have to pay him for these nice things that he says about me. (laughs) It's because they're all true. There's no payment necessary because it's all a fact. You know, she does the best research. She definitely has the best lists. And one thing is also for certain, she always has the best my favorite thing from this week. So, Michelle, what was your favorite thing from this week? Well, this week it was easy to have something to mention because it kind of stood above everything else. And that is that my mother-in-law, your mom, uh, made it out here for uh, her visit out here. She made it safely. And we're just so excited that she's joining us. Yes, she's going to be out here for something like 12 days, I think. And it's the first time we've seen her since we moved out to Florida. So it's nice to have her 
uh, visiting. First time she's seen our new place out here. Right. And we have some other family that will be arriving sometime later today as we're recording right. this. And they're going to be out here for Thanksgiving as well. So we have some good plans up ahead. And yeah. We're looking forward to all of that with the family. Yeah. It'll be hard to say what our favorite thing is next week because I think there's just going to be so much. Yeah good but stuff that is uh probably uh, almost certainly my favorite thing from this week also yeah. our conversation uh with nate that we For had sure. this week uh, that you'll hear just a little bit here uh is another one of my favorite things and it doesn't compare to my family right but you know in some ways nate is kind of a little bit of family as well yeah so he, definitely it's, it's, it was enjoyable to get to talk with him and you'll like i said you'll hear a little bit about that in just a little bit on to this week's show. Speaking of that, we have lots of stuff for you this week, including we received more details about what is probably our favorite Epcot festival. Mm-hmm. And we may be looking into something very interesting with that. We'll tell you about it in just a little bit. And a new Disney Parks land is christened. And the FOMO for me is very, <laughs> very real. I'm sure. Yes. But that's later Let's go ahead and get to our very relaxing resorty main topic of the week. Michelle, this is exciting. We have one of our wonderful friends coming back to join the show. You know, We've talked about a while back and how much, you know, we took our first trip to Disney's Vero Beach Resort mm-hmm. and how much we enjoyed that. And yeah, how surprisingly. Much, so. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's, and we were thinking about it, you know, there's some great Disney resorts that have nothing to do with a theme park. You get so used to going to these wonderful resorts. They're all great, but they're at the theme parks. Right. But, you know, there's some great ones that are not connected to theme parks that we'd like to enjoy as well. Right. And I'm sure probably some of our listeners are interested to know, is it worth a trip going to a, to a resort, a Disney resort that's not associated with a park? Right. So. And while we could tell you about Vero Beach mm-hmm. and we'll, we'll tell you all day about it because we love it. We've never been to Disney's Hilton Head Island Resort. Right. And unfortunately, we've never been to Disney's Alani Resort either. But the good thing is... <laughs> We have our wonderful friend, Nate, the best certified Disney vacation planner there is, who has happened to have been to both of those locations to tell us all about it. And he joins us on the show. Nate, welcome back to the Hyperion Adventures podcast. (laughs) Thank you, Tom and Michelle. It's great to be back. It's always good to be on, on the show. Well, we definitely appreciate it. Appreciate your time. And we're very much looking forward to you talking about these two resorts that we have never ever stepped foot on and and one of them we know we'd like to go the other one it's like do we or don't we and so we're anxious to hear about both of them absolutely absolutely and spoiler they, they're fantastic but i'll dive into it <laughs> all, right. all right all right but before we get into that nate just literally a couple days ago got back from an excellent trip or at least what it looked like an excellent trip mm-hmm. from all his social media postings out to the walt disney world resort including a run Disney race weekend. We missed you by a day, or actually we were around, but we just couldn't quite connect on that day. Uh, tell us a little bit about it. Tell You ran the challenge out there for the Wine and Dine uh, Marathon Race Weekend, Half Marathon Race Weekend, and you enjoyed some other park time as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's always fun to do a run Disney event and went down for the Wine and Dine Challenge, the uh, the 10K and the Half Marathon, Yikes. which is... Uh, <laughs> 
actually probably one of the better ones we've had in years, in my opinion. It's been it's cooler. It's actually some cooler temperatures for a change <laughs> in the morning. So it wasn't really hot or raining. Um <laughs> So it's fun to be out there with, with everybody and, and doing the races. You know, Disney always puts on a great race, you know, from, from start to finish right. and all the characters and everything definitely makes it a lot more fun than just your traditional uh, run around your uh, neighborhood or, you right. know, your local town kind of, kind of feel. So uh, right. beyond that, I, I you know, could, could do some fun stuff, you know, got to do the after party, which is always enjoyable. Uh, with the wine dine one, they always do an after party for the half and the 10k where you can uh, go to Epcot from for like three hours and they have the booth open, they have the rides open, characters and pictures and all kinds of fun stuff. And uh, wrap up the trip with uh, you know, going to the first Mickey's very merry Christmas party, which was uh, got me in the holiday spirit for sure. So, uh, nice, always a good time at, at that event. Uh, yeah. What a great way to transition kind of through the seasons of ending up, you know, wrapping up as we're, we're winding down wine and dine this week and then moving on into the holiday season with that first uh, very Merry Christmas party. That sounds very cool. Uh, was that your first uh, Run Disney challenge? Have you done the challenge before? It was my second one. So I actually, my first one I did was the springtime surprise. So my first oh. one with an actual half marathon um attached to it which uh i've done the half marathon for wine night before but never the challenge part of it so that was the first and you you ran a marathon two weeks before that right <laughs> i don't recommend it but yes i did run the columbus my local marathon two weeks beforehand uh wasn't planned but long story short signed up for the wine dine challenge and then later decide to do the marathon um <laughs> won't do that again uh, but uh i can say i did it and it can say that i completed it all and i'm happy i did so let's just all say right. how, have, are your legs actually worn down to stubs now <laughs> <laughs> after all they that are, running <laughs> they've officially gone on vacation i think they're gone here and, uh, they've disowned you <laughs> they have left me behind and my feet have, my feet have given up altogether i just don't want to do it very cool. All well, right. it looked like a great trip. Yeah, uh, saw lots of pictures, lots of fun. Yes, congratulations on finishing the, the challenge. It's something that I want to do at some point. We have thoughts on where and when we might do that. Um, also, I'm looking to get that coast-to-coast medal, run, a, run the half <laughs> over at uh, Disneyland, run the half at Walt Disney World sometime in the near future, but uh, we'll work that out later. But let's get to our real topic, what we're really right. here for, and that's these wonderful Disney DVC resorts, uh, but that you don't have to be a DVC member to stay at them. Um, and, you know, like I said, we've been to Vero Beach, but we had not been to Hilton Head Island mm -hmm. or we have not been to Alani, but Nate has. So, Nate, let's start off with maybe one of the lesser known ones, Hilton Head Island. Why don't you tell us a little bit about it and why maybe we should consider taking a vacation or making a part of another vacation? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the Hilton Head Island one's actually been around for, for quite some time. Um, mm -hmm. It actually came online, I think, geez, like at least 20 years ago, if not more. Wow. And it's one of the ones that, like, I myself was like, do I want to go to it? Is there enough to mm -hmm. do in the area? You know, it's not tied to a Disney park. You know, it's, is it going to be really Disney? What else am I going to do besides the beach? And, like, I'm not a huge, like, only beach person. Like, I enjoy the beach for, like, you know, a day or two. But right. I was very happy to find out because we kind of tied it around um, something else that we were doing from a personal matter for for Serena for work uh, while she was down there. So we actually like, let's do it. Let's go for the week and, and check it out right. and try it out, see if we like it. 
the resort itself is completely different than any Disney resort. It is the most chill vibe you could ever imagine <laughs> at a resort with that Disney charm and that Disney service that you're so used to. You know, mm. you kind of like cool. feel like you can kind of like step back and relax. If you ever like sit at Wilderness Lodge and look out at, you know, Bay Lake, that kind right. of vibe is what you get. Um, nice. The resort's actually not on the beach, which people may or may not know. It's actually on an inlet. But what's cool about it is it actually faces the west. So you get the sunset, which is perfect because nice. there's a little like, you know, piers to walk out on. There's hammocks to sit in. Um, you can just kind of like sit back, relax, you know, either enjoy adult beverage or your choice of beverage um, and watch that sun go down each night. And Hilton Head itself has got so much to do. Like, it's not just like the beach, you know, mm -hmm. you can get 50 plus miles of bike trails to ride and explore oh. the whole entire, you know, island. Most people do ride bikes, believe it or not. You know, there's obviously mm -hmm. cars and traffic, but with right. all the dedicated bike paths, it's very easy to get around by bicycle. And Disney rents you bikes for like 35 bucks a week. So you can easily wow. get a little basket, a, a walk. Yeah. Nice. Wow. Nice. That is amazing. So like, there's tons of stuff. I mean, if you're a golfer, it's great. If you're a fisherman or like to go fishing, it's great. If you uh -huh. enjoy good seafood, tons of good little like, you know, seafood shacks and restaurants. Um, there's a huge preserve on the end with a lighthouse, which is known for um, actually a PGA Tour event. Um, there's actually a giant lighthouse out there. They have oh, the wow. RBC Heritage Golf Tournament out that way. Uh, so you can go check that out. It's really fun. And there's a lot of also history there. There's some different areas if you really want to get into it. Um, I actually discovered when I was there, uh, just riding my bike around a little area that was a settlement for, you know, post-Civil War. And it was one of the oh, first wow. areas where people settled uh, on free land for the first time and got a lot of history from that as well. So really wow. cool stuff. Wow. Very cool. Very cool. What would you say for families who maybe have either, you know, um, any range from toddler to tweens or anything like that. Are there things that would also keep them occupied or that they'd find of interest? There's tons of games. So like when you're walking around the main resort, there's, you mm -hmm. know, different types of games, whether it be bocce ball, whether it be cornhole, whether it be <laughs> Disney characters. We ran into one day Chippendale just hanging out or Pluto just wow. hanging out. The characters are a lot more laid back interactive than you would see in the parks like in the parks you're gonna get in line you're gonna get a picture and you're right. gonna kind of move on with your day right. um here the characters are kind of just hanging out they're they're with you on your vacation you know doing different things whether it's mm -hmm. arts and crafts whether it's you know hanging out by the pool or whatnot so there's tons of family things to do and what's really fun is that it's not just the resort there's a separate beach house so because Disney's oh. not right on the beach they have a separate beach house um, on their dedicated area of, of, of the beach. So oh, you can wow. easily have, you know, access to private bathrooms, you know, there's a bar, there's nice. even a pool down there, you can get food and then just walk right out. And then there's the full beach right there for you as well. So you wow. still get that kind of connection um, mm -hmm. for it. And if you have a car, there's private parking um, all included for you. And if you ride a bike, you can just park your bike and lock it up and have, have fun. It's only about a about a mile, mile and a half away. And if you don't have a car or bike, they give you a shuttle for free and they bring you right down. It comes every five, 10 minutes to get back wow. and forth to the beach. Nice. So. That's great. Yeah. We saw tons of families down there. Um, tons of kids, you know, just kind of picture like your, 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 your beach vacation, kind of doing that, oh, okay. that type of stuff. 
mm-hmm. um, all that's all that's around there for them to do. So, oh, cool, really nice. That sounds fun. Uh, how would you compare the rooms there for the resort? Maybe is there a comparison to some other DVC resorts or some other resorts that that maybe you know of that people might be able to recognize? At this time, like you can tell that these were rooms that were done prior to DVC becoming as big as DVC is. So mm-hmm. the rooms are bigger, uh, first off, yeah. and the theming is much more on the theme, less Disney, more on the theme. So the the concept okay. of Hilton Head is kind of that fisherman or, you know, fishing okay. vacation. Right. Since you're right on the inlet. So you get a lot of that kind of feel. You get pictures of people going fishing. You get the seacoast. You get all these kind of things. Little touches of, you know, the mm-hmm. hidden Mickeys here and there, but not quite as like obvious but that right. could definitely change um when we were there we were one of the last people to stay before they started doing the refurbishment oh, of the room okay. so they're all currently mm-hmm. under refurbishment so the theme's gonna probably be updated and sure. we'll probably see a few more uh, of our favorite friends popping up in those rooms right nice. <laughs> as they've tended to do more and more <laughs> right as we get through these different refurbishments of the various resorts absolutely uh, for sure yeah that's cool um, you mentioned several activities. Uh, is it? Yeah, it looks like a great resort if you're a golf fan. There's lots of opportunities to play some golf around there. Is that right? Definitely. Um, there's tons of golf courses. Um, I'm a big golfer myself, and we play a couple times while we were down there. Whether you play across the street or at a different course, um, Disney doesn't actually own any particular course, but mm-hmm. you know there's plenty of public golf courses available that you can easily get out on and play. Um, it also turns out that it's also a very, very popular resort, more than I ever knew. Oh. And it's one of those resorts that it has a loyal fan base. Like we have, we met many oh. people that go year after year after year because that's just what they do. That's where they take their beach vacation is they go to Hilton oh, Head wow. and sure. they, bring that, they drive down and bring all their, their beach stuff. They bring their fishing poles and they have a, you know, a grand oh, old wow. time for a week. Nice. So. Very nice. How about the food? How's the dining uh, there around the resort? Around the resort, um, it's very limited, to be honest. They, you know, mm-hmm. Disney doesn't have a particular restaurant. There's a few, uh, there is one quick serve place at the main resort, and then you can get some quick serve level of food at the beach house. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing that they do make sure that they do have is Dole Whip. So you can definitely get a, you know, a Dole Whip float um, <laughs> All right. with or without your choice of, you know, rum. Um, so if you want to enjoy a little touch of nice. you know, the parks, you can definitely do that. But outside that, you're probably looking at either, you know, if you have a room that has a kitchen, you know, potentially mm-hmm. cooking for yourself if you want. Um, sure. Or going out to one of the wider array of restaurants. I mean, we found tons of great food um, on the whole entire island. It's very easy to get around to go to different restaurants. I think Disney kind of figures, hey, these guys are doing it well. Let them do right. it. This is sure. more of a, of a hotel resort kind of feel right. compared to a your more traditional Disney, you know, restaurants that you would say. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Well, bottom line, what would you say to somebody that's thinking about going? I mean, what would be the the best selling point that you'd say is about the Hilton Head, Disney's Hilton Head Island Resort? For me, what we loved about it is you get that Disney service, but mm-hmm. a different experience. Like we love the parks, don't get me wrong. You know, we enjoy going to the parks, we enjoy the cruises, right. but sometimes you want to do something different. But you still want that great level of, you know, dis- Disney customer service. And that's what you sure. get. You get that whole feel of being able to explore somebody somewhere new, but also know that when you walk in, you're going to get that, you know, that great room, that great customer service right. that you're used to and familiar with. And 
to me, that was a huge selling point. That's what we liked about it and why we'll probably, we're looking at going back, you know, every two to three years kind of thing, kind of add to rotation. Cool. Nice. Nice. Now you mentioned Dole Whip being the connection. Um, <laughs> do they have any of the other things that you see a lot of, at a lot of the resorts, like the movies under the stars or the campfire, anything like that? Yep. They do all that kind of stuff. So they do the arts and crafts. They do the, by the pool, they'll do mm -hmm. um, a campfire with s'mores at um, different times. There will be movies nice. that are playing. Um, there is a community hall room too. So you have things like, okay. you know, yep. pool and, and so forth. Right. They give you, well, this is actually unique to Hilton, I think is a uh, free coffee too. So believe it or not, it's oh, actually nice. decently decent wow. coffee in the main hall. So you can go get a nice hot cup of coffee in the morning. Um, it's Joffrey's too. So if you want that connection to the park, it, it is a Joffrey's yeah. coffee. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> um, so they do all that kind of stuff. Yes. All the, I would actually say compared to a regular Disney resort, there's even more activities um, than you would traditionally okay. see because mm -hmm. the parks are not there to right. supplement the entertainment on a day-to-day -day basis. Like you can go to the, you know, there's two pools. There's the main pool. Um, and then there's also the one at the beach house. Mm -hmm. And both will have activities going throughout the whole entire day, oh, cool. whether uh -huh. it be, you know, a cannonball contest, whether it be trivia, right. you know, you name sure. it, you'll, you'll see it kind of going on. Huh, Very right. cool. And, Very cool. And you said um, you, you described about the dining. What about do they have lounges there where you can, you know, maybe hang, have a drink and watch the sunset? Mm -hmm more to go than an actual okay. lounge um mm -hmm. so it's a very you, you you walk up kind of like a kind of like a pool bar oh okay so not necessarily a lounge per se um sure at the beach you can have it's a walk-up bar as well with little tables but not an actual like full disney style lounge right 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 um so more often than not what will happen is because of where the main pool is located with the mm -hmm. restaurant um you can walk there and there's, there's a beautiful little walking path that you go down. It's probably like a two minute walk to get out to this giant pier at the end of it. Oh, and you nice. can watch the sunset. So Very it kind of cool. works out well. If you look at, you know, any pictures, if you see that mm -hmm. big long stretch with a little, like, uh, we'll call it a little, uh, dock at the end of it. Okay. That is kind of right into the middle of the resort where the mm -hmm. pool is. If you went all the way back the other direction. I see. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Well, it sounds great. Yes. Um, we definitely want to visit at some point. Like saw you, all the pictures that you posted from there. Mm -hmm. And now that you're, you're talking about it, sells it to us. And it especially sells it to us because it's, it sounds very similar to Disney's Vero Beach right. Resort in the kind of the, the vibe and a lot of the stuff that's going on, the activities and everything. We need to sell you on getting to that resort because I'm telling you, if you liked uh, Hilton Head, I think you're going to like Vero Beach Resort as well. Right, Michelle? Oh, definitely. Yes. I mean, like like you both are talking about the vibe. It's a very laid back vibe. Uh, to me, it was very similar to the feeling of the cruises. You know, you can you can hang out by the either by the beach or the pool or do things with activities because like you said, Hilton Head... Vero Beach is the same thing. They have trivia contests, which somebody won here. Was it oh, you? Oh, no, I won bingo. That's you won right. bingo. bingo. That's right. Pool, poolside, poolside bingo. bingo. But, Congratulations. Um, <laughs> just luck. <laughs> but anyways, but yeah, and the community house, a lot of fun things there. Um, there you can also rent bikes. It's typically, though, by the half day or the full day versus a week. I don't think the prices were quite as as 
great. But I think too, it's because they also have walking trails and there are a little bit more things to stay inclusive into the resort. Yeah. I mean, I think, like I said, it sounds extremely similar. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that laid back. It's, it's such a different vibe. It's, it's totally Disney. Mm-hmm. And yet you go there and maybe because you're not like, I need to get to a park or, you know, you know, you, you, you can just sit back and really get a full relax in. I feel, you know, that, that, that comfort of, we kind of almost compared it to like even being on a cruise in right, many ways and how it felt, you know, how it yeah. was just kind of like you have stuff to do if you want to do stuff, but if you don't want to do stuff, plenty of places not to do that. It has a great pool at Vero Beach. Just like you were talking about, the really cool pool bar. Um, the beach is also right there. Like it's you, you turn right, you go to the pool. You turn left, you go to the beach. Uh, there, they you can get like it, it now. They're limited in how many they give out, but you can get like a couple chair, couple lounge chairs, and an umbrella. And you pay, it's like $22 for those for the whole day. Yeah. And you get it for the whole day. Yeah, they reserve it. They And they, they come by uh, to check on you to see that everything's okay. The the um, bar sends people over to see if you want drinks. And they come around pretty f- fairly mm-hmm. frequently. So mm-hmm. They have a couple different areas there. It's got, They've got one area that's more the hotel, which is the central area, which they have more. It's more like hotel rooms in general. Even though they're DVC resort, they feel a little bit more like hotel rooms. But they're really nice. And then they have off on the side some other separate buildings that are more kind of the DVC rooms that are more studio right. and the one bedrooms right. and so forth. Um, but you get some really great views of the, you know, the Atlantic Ocean. It's a really nice wonderful semi it's not really private people can walk on it but as far as where you can sit there not anybody can just sit there it's semi-private beach and you get the turtles nesting out there at the right time of year and they even have some turtle talks about what's going on it's really cool i I really think you'd dig it nate yeah sounds really cool what's the area like i always wondered like outside of the resort like what's vero beach like as a community yeah, it's kind of, I mean, we really haven't branched out enough to really explore it as much as we'd like because we've mm-hmm. only visited it a couple times. But I know that there are some great places to dine in and around mm-hmm. there. Um, like I said, you can have, they have bikes and trails that you can take the bikes and go right. into town and go through some of those kind of small shops and, and, and mom and pop places and right. everything and really kind of take it all in. It's a total beach community. Right. I mean, yes. that's, that's the bottom line to it. Um, you know, the interesting there, like you said, it's Disney, but it's not Disney. They have a lot of, uh, the ocean tied into it. A lot mm-hmm. of turtles around, knowing that the turtles are what's what it's all about, and um, it's just it's it's just really it's laid back and and just fun and nice and right. They bring in speakers when Tom's talking about t- turtle talk. They bring in some of the the people from Disney that you know whether they sometimes work out of Animal Kingdom or other uh, parks around the world, really. Some of them do different things with the, their conservator programs. Yeah, the people we had speak to us were actually, if you watch a, an episode or two of uh, Magic of the Animal Kingdom, they actually make appearances on there, um, speaking oh, cool. to the camera and everything. Yes, yeah, so yes. um, it's people you may have, you may know, you just got a little celebrity there, right, you know. Right. But, uh, it was really it Yeah, was really they fun. give talks, so you can go meet them outside in the early, early part of the morning and where they're scouting around to see where the turtle tracks are, where the nests are, and so that they can, um, you know, maybe 
put up boundaries to keep those areas safe, et cetera. And it's, it's just really neat that you can have that in addition to it. Now they do have a restaurant, a full service restaurant that serves um, breakfast and dinner. And surprisingly, they don't do a character breakfast because I think it's perfectly set up for that. So I'm hoping that eventually they will will do that. I think they used to have it. Yeah. They just haven't brought it back yet. Right. But it may, may make an appearance again eventually. Mm-hmm. But they have some, you know, some nicer dishes there for dinner. We had a nice, you know, kind of romantic dinner there. Um, and then they also have some uh, quick service restaurants at the by the pool and uh, the one of the things that, and I was asking about the lounge because they do have a lounge. It's on like the, so the second floor, second floor that overlooks the beach. And so that that's only actually open uh, during breakfast time and for happy hour and into the evening. They do have kind of like on cruises. They do have like some tasting mm-hmm. things that you pay a little extra and you can go in mm-hmm. and taste some yeah. rums yeah, or wines or whatever yeah so that's kind of that Tequilas, in that regard it's yeah. a little like a cruise in that they have those options for you right so i'm sold i mean i think i'll be uh adding that on to the end of a cruise or before a cruise yes. yeah definitely uh, yeah making a full it's, trip right we think it's perfect for that or, or perfect to tag on to the end like if you've been go 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 at the parks and you just want to finish with something a little bit more relaxing little beach yeah. time yeah um, we think it's great for that um, it's interesting because they do have like this border of plant life that they have to keep there. So you can't, you you have to be on like the second floor or higher to see the ocean really in the beach because they need to protect the beach from, for the turtles. From so the that, light. yeah, for the, so that shields from the light and the noise so much so it doesn't scare the turtles off. Right. Uh, but it's kind of a cool little ambiance builders. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's something really uh, on the East Coast of Florida that during nesting time, actually, even residents have to have no external lights that could distract the turtles, distract the turtles so where they should be going. And so Disney kind of does this by using foliage and mm. blocking the light that way. Um, and then in the, the windows, they are tinted so that if people leave their lights on, forget to close their curtains, it, it won't be that bright. And they do, obviously, it's a resort. People are, you don't want people stumbling around outside right. in the dark, you know, so they do have to have some lights on out there. But they've, you'll notice when you're there that they're like a different color because um, mm. they've, they've, they've talked with the naturalists and found that this color of light well, while still providing enough light for you, um, doesn't it doesn't draw the turtles away or distract them or anything. So they've really thought the whole process out. Right. That is so cool. And yeah. every detail yeah. is thought of. Like, I would never even yeah. think yes. about tinting the windows to make sure right. that my uh, bedroom light didn't bother the turtles. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Um, and for people who want to either spend a little bit more or use more DVC points, they have what would be equivalent like to a three bedroom, but it's like a little beach house. That's really amazing. And it has like, it's two, two stories and it has a a balcony out on, on the second story that faces the ocean. The first story, first floor, it faces more towards the resort and it has like little seating out there as well. And I want to say they have like nine of those or something like Mm -hmm. that um, out there. And we walked by and we're like, yeah, we ever get a group together that'd be a pretty fun place to spend a couple of days um, right it looks really nice yeah yeah for sure and the rooms 
they, because of how they've laid it out, trying to give everybody some kind of a view of ocean or, or at least a beautiful nature view, not every room has the same dimensions or layout. So it's, it can be different every time you go in a good way. Kind of reminds me of, I mean, in, in some ways, the way, like if you go to Old Key West, kind of how those rooms are kind of a little differently right. shaped than others. Um, that's kind of the way these rooms right. would be. You know, we we stayed in two different ones and they both were slightly differently shaped. It was right. kind of interesting. Yeah. 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 Anyway, um, so, you know, we believe that you'd love it, Nate. Mm-hmm. Um, we believe everybody out there who listens would love it. So, you know, it sounds like, at some point, we need to do Hilton Head and Nate. I hope uh, we sold you enough on Vero Beach that you got to do that yeah. for sure. I think I'm sold. I'll definitely be uh, be checking out in the next few years, probably. Yeah, so yeah. I'll definitely be going down. I mean, and that one's pretty close to us. So first of all, we could you know visit you easily if you're out there, but we won't stay there the whole time. <laughs> but um, but that was another thing that we thought we wouldn't want to go because it is just so close to our house. Um, my sister has a condo on the beach. So it's like, what more could it offer us that we already have here? Um, and yet we did find a lot yeah. to enjoy it's, there. It's becoming, especially mm-hmm. since we can just pop over there on a, for a weekend and it's not a long drive mm-hmm. wherever it's become a regular, it's going to be a regular thing for right. us. So we're going to be going over there. So we're happy. Now we, these two resorts, I think they were kind of under the radar. So we kind of had to sell them a little bit, you know, Nate selling mm-hmm. us Hilton head. <laughs> we're selling Vero beach. I think one resort that doesn't need any salesmanship at all yet. We're going to have to hear about it because uh, we want to hear more about it right. is the Disney's Olani resort. We've never been, we want to go. Nate's gone a couple times, I believe. Nate, tell us about that magnificent resort. I mean, where do you start? I think, you know, (laughs) it lives up to the hype. So it gets tons of hype. Let's be honest. Like Alani Mm -hmm. is like, everybody talks about how great Alani is. And it's that and then some. Like, it's hard to put into words how well Disney did with this resort. If you're just taking sheer resorts, I would say it's the best Disney resort, period. Like I've been to. Whether it's been... Whether it's in, you know, Disney World, whether it's Hilton Head, Vero Beach, California. I mean, I think it's the overall top to bottom, the best Disney resort out there. Nice. You know, they did everything right. There was nothing that they missed. There was nothing that they didn't think of. Um, Maybe it's because Joe Rohde designed it. I don't know, but Mm -hmm. maybe it had Mm -hmm. a good touch to it. But there are details that I've been multiple times that I never knew. And each time I go, I find something new. You know, from the little details of the story inside the lobby, like there are beautiful, beautiful murals that are encompassing the whole entire lobby when you walk in wow. and there's a full story about it. And what's cool is that they actually can give you a tour and they'll talk you through all the different murals and what is wow. going on in that story associated to it. Like, I don't think that gets a ton of, you know, hype around it, but mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. if you want some good cultural history, Right. It's something worthwhile. You know, you take that, you know, hour, hour and a half and, and go right. forth and, you know, get out of the sun, you know, take yeah. a few minutes and, and learn a few things about the, the culture of Hawaii as a whole. Um, but I absolutely love it. I think it's, you know, I don't know where to start. I can just start, you know, saying random things, but I think from top to bottom, Disney uh, knocked it out of the water with this one. Well, I have a question. So I knew somebody who had gone and uh, when he went, he and his wife and they had 
two little ones. I think they were like six and eight at the time. And he said it was great. But what he said is, it's great if you have little kids. And that has always stuck with me. I heard that several years ago. Like, okay, is Alani not a place then for adults only? Well, me and my wife don't have any kids. Uh, we have a <laughs> very fun, energetic fur, furry dog named Finn, but he doesn't travel to Hawaii. Uh, so I, I can understand why people would say that, especially if you have mm -hmm. kids in the areas, if you you know, stay in the kid areas, it would definitely feel right. like it's very kid friendly. I could totally see that. Yeah. Um, especially, you know, with the fact that there's, you know, a little tiny, you know, kind of lazy river that goes around the pool. That's mm, very, nice. you know, enjoyable. There's a water slide. So obviously you're going to definitely see kids there for majority sure. of the time. And it's Disney. So they definitely have activities for kids too. I think right. they have a little, you know, clubhouse for them to go to with activities for the whole entire day. But there's definitely plenty of things to do for just adults. You know, there's an adult area nice. of the resort for pools. The spa is top notch um, from my perspective. Ooh. You know, I've gone a couple of times and mm -hmm. every service you can imagine is there. Nice. Probably one of the best kind of on par with the cruise ship when you think of like the rainforest rooms and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Um, those, all those kind of fun, you know, laid back, you know, relaxing activities you can take advantage of before you have your service, whatever it happens to be a massage, nice. pedicure, facial, right. anything along those lines. And the beach is very large. Like you can very easily, yes, be sitting with kids near you or you can, mm -hmm. you know, move well down around the side of the beach to um, have your own kind of quiet area as well. Nice, nice. Um, so, I mean, it's I kind of figured they were probably wrong, yeah. but I thought, all right, they said it. <laughs> I mean, I can, I can totally see it. If you're there with little ones, you're going to see the little one stuff. You know, if you want right. to do a character breakfast with Mickey and the characters, you can absolutely do that. Sure. Um, if you want a more elegant breakfast, you can do that at Ama Ama, which overlooks the ocean right on the mm, beach nice. area and very, very beautiful area. Um, as far as that goes. So you can definitely do that. And it's also a great jumping off point. And I think one of the things mm -hmm. that people always talk about is like how you don't need to leave Alani to have a good vacation. And I mm -hmm. could totally agree with that. But I also think it's Hawaii. You're right. in Oahu. There is right. so much to go see and do. Sure. And it's totally worth, you know, renting a car right from the resort and taking a day or two and going to explore the nice. island, whether it be mm -hmm. the North Shore or whether it be on the far east side of the island, there's a beautiful, I don't know the name of the road right now, but it's a beautiful, you know, road right along the ocean that has mm -hmm. giant cliffs that drop down on the way to Chinaman's Hat, you know, right. and there's a, a little uh, hiking path that's paved that you can walk up to see this very old, you know, lighthouse that's on the point. So like sure. you can do all these kind of fun activities. Nice. And there's not going to be, obviously won't be kids there. I mean, because a right, lot of these things, right. you know, you're not at the resort anymore as far as that goes. Right. And to me, that kind of is like brings it all together. You know, sure. it's a great resort, but also has access to everything uh, in the area as well. Right. That's cool to hear that they, you can rent a car from the resort area there. So that's cool. And it's usually cheaper. So it's been kind of weird through COVID, but I could tell yeah. you when we went the first time pre-COVID, Mm -hmm. um we just took uh an uber from the airport to the resort and then rented a car directly from the resort for the week and it was cheaper than right from the airport because there are no airport fees oh on yeah right obviously oh, nice. hawaii got hit kind of in a weird way <laughs> right that time sure. period as it goes mm -hmm. to rental right. cars and so <laughs> people are renting u-hauls and stuff like that but right yeah exactly <laughs> yeah 
but I'm sure it's kind of getting back to normal, but yeah, it's great that you can just walk down, rent a car and go, whether it's one day, whether it's a week, uh, you you stay at the resort, you can park for free and keep on going. Nice. So, and the, the area is not necessarily like when you think of Oahu, you think of Waikiki so much, Mm -hmm. but it's, I've, I, before Alani was built, I'd been to the area. I know where the area is, where it is. And that's not, it's, it's actually a little bit detached from there. So you kind of can get away from that big city vibe. But if you want that piece of Waikiki, it's not that far of a trip to get there. Right, Nate? Correct. It's about, you're about 35 minutes around from downtown mm-hmm. Honolulu. I mean, if you go to downtown Honolulu, obviously Waikiki Beach is the place to go. You guys stop in at Dukes and, you know, get a Mai Tai mm-hmm. and right, right. enjoy the beachside bar. And of course, do Pearl Harbor, which is down that way too. Oh, yeah. But mm-hmm. Disney's in a much different place. It's called uh, Koalina. And mm-hmm. it's kind of like, um, I can think of it as like, like a resort town. So you're not the only resort. I mean, the pictures show Disney's resort right. is the only one, but next to you is the Four Seasons and the other side is mm-hmm. the JW Marriott. Um, but it's very much the way they designed it, secluded. So you feel like you're kind of there by yourself. But what's nice is nice. behind you is there's restaurants and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a golf course behind it that you can go play golf at. Um, you know, there's all those types of things in including, you know, quick little place to grab a lunch or, you know, an ABC mm-hmm. like kind of convenience store, which has <laughs> oh, like yeah. little things that you want to grab. Like sure. our go-to is always going up over in the morning because we're up at way too early. These <laughs> coasters. <laughs> oh, yeah. And when you wake up in the morning, you go over there, they have like, you know, the day old, you know, poke, which is like mm-hmm. on sale, which we usually can right. grab at a very reasonable place for a great little, you know, beach lunch. Yeah. That's what we usually do, so. Yeah. Nice. Very cool. What would you say? You were talking about the history. I'm sure it totally makes sense that there's uh, some of the Polynesian, the Hawaiian culture there because of Joe Rody uh, designing and developing that. I mean, he is going to be that. But what would you say, like, is the highlight? Like, what is the best part of the Alani Resort? The way they position the resort. So many people talk about the resort itself, but what's cool is when they built the resort, they dug out the ocean to make the beach. But with that, mm-hmm. they left a point on the kind of left side if you're facing the ocean. You can walk all the way out to this point. It's like, you know, maybe a five-minute walk. Mm-hmm. But every night, it actually is the perfect place to watch the sunset. You get beautiful oh. sunset after beautiful sunset after beautiful sunset directly wow. from that point. And to me, that's the best part. Like, uh, it's just beautiful. You can't, like, my words can't explain it well enough or, or, or do it justice right. to what, sure. what's there. But the fact that you can actually go there every single night and see that and enjoy right. it, it, it's fantastic. You know, it's awesome. very well thought out compared to like, give you an idea that Marriott's not quite situated the right way. It's kind of going a different direction. Oh, so. cool. How's the beach there for snorkeling and swimming? Swimming is fine. They've actually, it, because it was dug out and trenched mm-hmm. out, they they create a, a reef and a barrier on the outside of it. So mm-hmm. there is some fish out by the, the farther points, but then the beach itself is pure sand. So you're not going to mm-hmm. have any issue with, um, you know, rocks at the bottom or anything right, along those lines. Right. And it's definitely big enough. Um, I've been known to take a swim in the morning to kind of work out. So uh, nice. you can definitely go back and forth and it's a long enough stretch where you can not just like feel like you're in a pool going like, you know, Oh, yeah, right. Michael, yeah, like going like really short back and forth. It's a long swim. Right, yeah. Um, the only stuff, the part that I think makes it a little bit tough on the beach is it's a little bit pitched. 
you know anytime you get mm. you know a, a bitch uh, a beach like that um it can get very pitched so you can feel like you're sliding down your your chair a little bit but hey mm -hmm, you know what mm -hmm. i think they did it so you can actually see over the person in front of you and have a beautiful view so that's oh, why i try sure. to think of it yeah Makes right sense. stadium seating yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's it sounds magnificent i yes. uh, can't wait to get there at some point i know we're going to make plans for it and you know when we do we're going to make plans with our favorite certified <laughs> Disney vacation planner, Nate. Because look, he's great. He knows all about this stuff. I know. Maybe not Vero Beach so much, but he's going to find out more about Vero Beach. But even so, he could set you up with it. Um, Nate, thanks for joining us. Yes. Um, it, it, we're intrigued by all these resorts. I mean, I, we can't wait to check them out. And uh I think Disney just does things well. It doesn't matter where they are. Yes, theme right. parks, of course. But right. man, these resorts are something phenomenal. And that's for sure, right? right? I have to agree. These are great resorts. If you just took away the fact that you know Disney has theme parks, you just think there'd be you know top-notch resorts as far as that goes. Mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. Fingers crossed they bring some more of them out there in, in, in the right. years to come for us. Yeah. I agree. That would be nice. Yes, I'd like to see a couple sure. other places, maybe some more on the West Coast, if right. you want the West Coast as well. But um, yeah, really good. Really good. Nate, thanks again for joining us. Why don't you tell the listeners, we do it every week, but let's hear straight from the horse's mouth here uh, about the services you can provide them. And remember, with Nate, you don't pay anything extra, right, Nate? You never pay anything extra. Um, if you're looking to go anywhere, whether it's Disney, Universal, uh, a cruise or anything in between, give me a shout. I'm happy to help you any way I can uh, to help you plan that perfect vacation. Um, and if you're just looking for some good resources, go to distripsandmore.com. That's my website. There's tons of great material out there, all free, whether it's, you know, how to use my Disney experience or even down to the basics of, you know, how to, you know, attach your ticket to your iWatch. You know, you can do things like that. So all the materials out there for free, check it out, follow me on social Excellent. media. And uh, yeah, that's it. I think, yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah. Where, what's, how can people contact you? Uh, just go to distripsormore.com and there's a form right there. Just fill it out and you, I'll be in touch probably within, you know, less than a couple hours. Oh, trust me. He will, yeah. he will be. He's really good. Yes. He knows his stuff. Uh, he helps us set up our plans. We've got some cruises coming up here. He helped us set us those up. Right. I know we have some friends that have contacted him to help set him up some, some things. He does a great job. And like you said, Disney pays him to do this or whomever it is. They, right. It doesn't have to be Disney. There are plenty of other companies as well that he can book with you and they, they pay him to do this. So uh, take advantage of his services and just Nate's a great guy. You can hear it right here, right, Michelle? Absolutely. And and what I've always found very impressive is just how many, how widespread firsthand knowledge, Nate, that you have for these resorts that you've you've gone to them, you've you know, stayed at different resorts. So it's, it's not just like you've read about it, you actually experience it. And I think that's a whole nother level that you can bring to helping people arrange their vacations. Thank you. Yes. I, I try my best to stay as many places as I can. And I'm very fortunate that I've been able to. So uh, that definitely, uh, nice. and always give you the truth, whether it's the good, bad, the ugly, you know, I'll tell you the good, <laughs> right. the bad and the ugly, better every situation. So just feel free to hit me up and I'm happy to help you any way I can. Even just basic questions. Yeah. Uh, where do they find you on social media, Nate? Uh, it's Nate Bishop uh, on all social media. Pretty straightforward. It's my name. You can find me there. Um, or if you go to the website, distriptomore.com, all the links go out to me. You'll find me there as well. Perfect. If you better shoot me a message, you know, a DM on Instagram over the forum, that works too. 
Well, I think you should be hitting up Nate to try and book one of these wonderful non-Disney Park resorts for for sure sure sometime in the near future. Nate, I can't tell you how much we appreciate you being back on the show. Can't tell you how much we appreciate your friendship. And uh, we're looking forward to the next time we get to talk with you as well. Absolutely. Thank you for having me back. I'm, I'm excited to be back. I think this is my third or fourth time, and I can't believe it's been three or four times. And I appreciate yeah. our friendship, and you guys trusted me with your vacation. So uh, thank you for having me, and uh, have a great day, I guess. Magical day, no I one... say, right? Magical day? <laughs> yeah, magical day. <laughs> There's no one better than Nate. Thanks again, Nate. Thanks to Nate for joining us once yeah. again. Uh, so, so good fun. to talk with him. And uh, mm-hmm. he's, he really knows his stuff. And yeah. he's visited a lot of these Disney places. And it's so good to hear about some of these non-park Disney resorts. Right. And like I said, it, he's just got that wealth of knowledge, firsthand knowledge of, and experience of these things that are available to people who want to travel. Yeah. And I'm sold. I mean, we were already sold on getting to Alani at mm-hmm, some point. Right. That was already something we wanted to do, but I'm sold on Hilton Head as well. Right. I've already started looking into it. How can we get up there? What's the ways to involve it? I'm thinking taking a train up there might be kind of fun. It wouldn't oh, be that I figured you're tough. looking for the, how many well, Bucky's can you stop also at? Also that. <laughs> uh, maybe a couple Bucky's on the way. I'm just saying. Because um, you you know you got to visit the second happiest place on That's earth right. on the way to your relaxing <laughs> resort. And on the way back, of course. But uh, yeah, we I think we'll definitely at some point uh, pay a visit to the Hilton Head Island Resort as well because he sold it and uh, you know we love Vero Beach. Right. That sounds very Vero Beach like. Right, I think we'd mm-hmm. love to check it out and see what it's all about for sure. And of course, if you have any interest in these resorts, any Disney vacation, any vacation for that matter, be sure and talk to Nate. Uh, hit him up. His trips and more. He knows his stuff, as Michelle just said a little bit earlier. So let's go ahead and get to the Disney stories of the week. I do have a couple for you this week. Not a busy week, but there were a couple big ones this week. I'm going to start with we received more details about what is probably our favorite Epcot festival. This from the Disney Parks blog. They said, art lovers rejoice. A new year is right around the corner and a visit to the 2024 Epcot International Festival of the Arts is the perfect way to celebrate bright beginnings. Very exciting. I know. I always look forward to that time of the year. The festival has, well, it used to be like a hidden gem, but I think more people, we've talked about this in the past, have learned to love it. But it's also the weather is great Mm -hmm. and it's just a spectacular time to go visit the yeah. park. Yeah, and I wish it was longer. It's it's like, except for the festival, the holidays, I believe it's the shortest festival. Mm-hmm. It really could go at least a couple more weeks, right. maybe just push back Flower and Garden a little more, couple more weeks, push back Food and Wine a couple more weeks. Right. I mean, I really would like to see it go a little bit longer, but... You know, it is what it is. Hopefully you can make it out there. I know we have already made some plans to get out there and and check it out for sure. Uh, So it is running from January 12th through February 19th. They say revel in this inspiring event that highlights the visual, culinary, and performing arts as only Disney can. It's a feast for the senses and one of uh, their favorite Disney events. Uh, They are have all sorts of, you know, Great artwork going on for sale there and stuff that you can check out. Artists there putting their stuff out there. Of course, the food is beautiful and right. tasty, as we well know. 
Um, we're going to talk about some of the performers that are going to be showing up mm-hmm. this year, including a couple that I've uh, have, especially me, really <laughs> piqued my interest. Um, and we'll just talk about that right now. Some of Broadway's brightest stars are coming to Walt, the Walt Disney World Resort as the Disney on Broadway concert series returns to Epcot with three daily shows throughout the festival for the first time in forever. Uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh. Two original leading ladies from a certain icy kingdom will perform together on the American Gardens Theater stage. Pray mm-hmm. tell who, honey. Uh, they also say fans of Aladdin will should take note of this as well. But yes, this is it piqued my interest right away. And this morning, I've already started looking into like how are we going to arrange for this? But uh, Casey Lee- Levy and Patty Murin, uh, who appeared on Frozen right, on Broadway, Broadway. Mm-hmm. are going to be appearing there um, through January from January twelfth through the 23rd on some various days. I'm not going to go through all their days. Right. For everybody, you can look it up on the Disney Parks blog or on the Disney website, right. uh, the Walt Disney World website, where they are. Um, but I know we're thinking about definitely going in one of the days we're available. There's a few days early on that we're not going to be here because we're going to be in California, but luckily right. they're still going to be around later yes, on. Yes. So um, I'm excited to, to check that out because right. hashtag real men love music. I know. And... I mean, if we can't make it to them for some reason, uh, there's the Aladdin, which is pretty cool. Well, there's plenty of other good ones, too. Um, Also uh, appearing uh, throughout uh, January, Heidi Blickenstaff, who was in Freaky Friday and The Little Mermaid, and Gavin Lee, who was in Mary Poppins and Beauty and the Beast. We've seen Gavin Lee um, do a show and speak on while we were on the Disney Wonder when we did the Panama Canal cruise, right? The infamous Panama Canal <laughs> yes. cruise, and we met him, and it, 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 he was he was excellent as well, right? Yeah, we actually have pictures with mm-hmm. him, and we have an autograph photo that he he signed for us, and yeah. so yeah, it's very cool. Mm-hmm. A lot of these shows are going to stagger, so like it'll be. Uh, one group of two performers one night. The next night, it'll be a group of another two performers. Mm-hmm. So keep that in mind. You might be able to book it and do a couple nights there and see like four different, perf- right. you know, completely True. different performances a couple nights in a row. I like that they're doing it mm-hmm. that way. Yeah. Uh, also, Ashley Brown from Mary Poppins and Beauty and the Beast and L. Stephen Taylor from The Lion King will be appearing there in late January and into early February. Uh, Kissy Simmons and Josh Strickland. I believe we've seen them as well. Kissy Simmons was in The Lion King and Josh Strickland was in Tarzan. I think we saw them at the D23 Expo when we saw some Mm -hmm. Disney on Broadway stuff. Uh, They will be there uh, in late January and early February as well. Uh, Someone else who we saw actually aboard another Disney cruise, (laughs) a Disney Magic uh, on a uh, transatlantic cruise, is showing up in... Uh, mid-February, Mandy Gonzalez, who was in Aida. You may know her also from In the Heights. Right. And more recently on in Hamilton. Right. On Broadway. Um, she's going to be there with Michael James Scott, who was in Aladdin and Tarzan. Those, are, like I said, are in mid-February. And Bradley Gibson, who was in Hercules and The Lion King. And Shoba Narayan, who is also in Aladdin, will be there in mid-February mid-February as well. Yeah, so. it's a great lineup. So, Very yeah, impressive. I mean, every one of them we've seen, we've been lucky enough, like I said, to see some of these people um, perform on board Disney cruises. Right. Um, we've seen them, they've had Disney on Broadway uh, experiences at the D23 Expo, right. and we've been able to see a bunch of them at times. 
Their performances are always magnificent. Yes, yeah. Highly <laughs> encourage if you happen to have a visit to the Festival of the Arts in your plans to try and make arrangements to go see one of these performers. Yeah, for or, sure. Or some, I mean, one of these groups of performers, if not multiples. Right, for sure. You won't be disappointed. Not at all. Not at all. Also, the Showcase Plaza it was uh, home to a kaleidoscope of performances daily where you'll find musicians, live painting, and thrilling acrobatic feats. What? <laughs> uh, of art-defying gravity. Art-defying gravity. What does that mean? Mm. How do you defy art with gravity? <laughs> i got to see this, I think. That's interesting. Uh, there'll be more than 15 food studios through Epcot, blending touches of delectable flavors with an artistic twist including tempting new dishes and drinks to savor. And they also will have a couple that are returning. The rainbow cake with freeze-dried Skittles, bite-sized candies. <laughs> uh, as always, a sensation at Figment's Inspiration Station at the Odyssey. So Figment's Inspiration Station it will be back. Nice, it was at the Odyssey nice. in the past. And, you, you know, that's the place where you pick up those Figment popcorn buckets. They haven't said if those are coming out again this year, but I would imagine they'll probably be available For there sure. again. Yes. Also, another dish you might want to try, and we've had this one, we enjoyed it, is the red wine braised beef short rib with, short rib with parsnip puree and broccolini, mm-hmm. baby tomatoes, and balsamic glaze. That's at the Pastoral Palette. So that's yeah. just a couple teases. They say that, of course, the food guide right. will be coming here within uh, you know the next few weeks, I would imagine, sure. as you start to build up closer to January and the kickoff of this event. Right. Yeah. And it, like we've said before, it's always nice that some of the returning favorite food dishes come back, but there's just excitement to try some new ones. Yeah, I'm thinking, I'm just going to assume, I'm just going to go out and say it right now. I'm all about the sushi donut. <laughs> sushi donut is always there every Festival of the Arts. I'll probably have at least three sushi donuts during the Festival so of the good. Arts. Yes. yes. Can't wait for that. Uh, also, if you're up for a delicious challenge, don't miss the wonderful walk of colorful cuisine. This fun food stroll highlights yummy, sweet, and savory offerings in all the colors of the rainbow. Your handy festival passport will show you where to make your picturesque purchases. Boy, these are tough to say. <laughs> and receive t- stamps in your passport. Once you've collected five stamps, bring your passport to Deco Delights Food Studio to receive a complimentary surprise. Mm-hmm. Usually it's a little tasty food thing and maybe a little other side thing right. that goes sometimes, along with it as yeah, well. Sometimes. sometimes they throw in a little special sometimes. extra. Yep. Um, so that's cool. Want to get on in on the art yourself while well, you're in luck as the festival offers oodles of opportunities to engage in the creative process that, that they have the Animation Academy uh, continuing. It'll be held at 1230 and 1.30 at the American Gardens Theater where you can learn drawing skills from some of the best in the business. They teach you how to draw in a, several Disney characters. Right. It's always fun. At Expression Section, a paint-by-numbers mural, you can join fellow artists to create your creative mark on a larger-than-life wall mural. I think they create several murals yeah, through yeah. the year because they get you know, everybody goes there and, and paints their little part. Right. I mean, they, they, they make them so quickly. And I think a lot of them, don't quote me on this, but I think they go like to the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Or they, go, they, they go to one of the children's hospitals right, or something. something. Like that. Yeah, yes, um, they donate them. Yeah, but they're really <laughs> wonderful. It's, it's fun. It's, it's a good time to just you know take people out and, and just do a little... Do a little paint and yeah. feel good about it. And be part of the art yourself. Right. It, it, it's so funny because one of the first times we went to the to the festival, it's like, oh, yeah, you get to paint in, what, four maybe or five squares. I, I don't remember now exactly how many. And I thought, how, whatevs. <laughs> but we did it once. And, it's fun. and it was so fun. It was, cool. it was just yeah. weird that something so simple 
really can bring you, you, know, you some say, fun. Like, this is going to be there to cheer up the kids. Right. And this is something that you are played a part in. Right. And that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, kids chalk art takes place on the bridge to World Showcase. Day, uh, World Showcase. World Showcase Plaza daily. I guess I don't need any trouble with the words. <laughs> I have plenty of troubles myself. A World Showcase Plaza daily from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m., allowing little ones to create their very own chalk masterpieces. And what would a visit to the festival be without artful photo ops? From Botticelli to Renoir, these life-size tableau beckon you to become a part of the painting. It's always one of my favorite things yes. to have these real pieces like art, but you can step into them and get a photo taken in them. It's always so much fun. It is. It's a, it's a cute memento to have from the, your visit. You can also create your own works of art with Disney Photo Pass service, including limited time magic shots created for this colorful celebration. Looking for a convenient way to pay? Well, uh, there's a convenience of a new festival-themed Disney gift card that you can load with as little as $15 and you wear it right on your wrist yeah. so you can quickly just pay for all your food purchases or whatever you're getting right there. And it's kind of a take-home little memento as well. And you can reload it if you want to. Right, yeah. And they've done that in the past. And it's, you know, especially if you're not staying on property where you can use uh, like a Magic Band or Magic right. Band Plus to have that little bracelet that that has your charting is it's just a little nicer it's a little convenient flexible, a little bracelet yes. with a little card on there and you, yeah you just right. it, it makes it really easy to pay for things as yeah, you go along and also to... putting things on a gift card and just keeping to that is one way to stay on budget it's like okay i'm not going to spend more than this gift card right true it keeps you on budget maybe when you go out there because you can go a little crazy when you right. see all the food and drinks and all the different stuff there is to purchase yeah exactly so it's one way to kind of stay within that although like i said you can't reload it so <laughs> just promise you won't reload it if you right. want to stay within budget it does make a nice gift as yeah, well so for sure yeah for sure. Uh, kids of all ages will want to engage in Figment's Brush with the Master's scavenger hunt. On this journey throughout World Showcase, you'll help Figment learn all about art. To get started, purchase your map and stickers at Creation Shop, Port of Entry, or World Traveler. Then search for Figment hiding inside art inspired by famous works at each World Showcase pavilion. Just look for the Figment-themed picture frame. Nice. Yeah. And every time you find Figment, add the corresponding sticker to the pavilion uh, on your map. And once you get them all, you can return it back in at Disney Traders or World Traveler for an artful little quote unquote keepsake. Right. So, yeah. A little it's bit a of nice fun. nice little fun kids yeah. can do. I mean, it's not free, but it is a nice little, little activity. Well, sometimes, you know, Epcot has been known as kind of that spot that maybe once you go on a few attractions, there's not as much for the kids to do. Sure. So it may be worth it to you to spend a little bit and give the kids something extra to kind of right. do around there. I mean, there is still the, the DuckTales, um, I forget what it's called, but it's like the World Showcase Adventure right, or whatever right. it is that they can do yes. as well. And that's that doesn't cost you anything. And the Kid Cot. And there's where, Kid Cot, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so there are things to do there all the time. But, you know, if you're looking for a little something different and new and figment, who doesn't love figment? Sure. You know, and, want it, and the kids will dig just finding figment. Like, I see figment, I see right. figment. Yeah. You know? And it is a nice, colorful um, board. It's not a board. It's like, you know, paper, cardboard or whatever. But it is, it's pretty, too. Right. And by the way, you don't need to buy it. You can still play the game. You don't get the keepsake at right. the end. But you can still make your own little thing and go around with the kids and yeah. play the, the fine figment game. Right. And yes, they don't get it. I mean, you could give them a little treat at the end or something. For, you know, yeah, whatever. Right. But 
Um, you can still play. Exactly. It, it, you know, you don't have to pay for it. Sorry, Disney, but you don't have to. Um, so. <laughs> Little bingo card or That's something. That's right. Yep, it'd be a lot of fun. I know we'll play. We probably won't buy it, but we'll be looking for figments. For sure. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Uh, moving on to our next story. A new Disney Parks land is christened. And yes. like I said earlier, the FOMO for me <laughs> is extremely, extremely real. This again from the Disney Parks blog. They said on Thursday, guests from the, around the world attended a special event to celebrate the grand opening of... World of hashtag real men love frozen. World of frozen <laughs> at Hong Kong Disneyland Resort. Yeah, I saw some video that they had. Um, some media sites had had shown some of the things that were going on there, and it was very exciting. Uh, the thing that's really also we've talked about this recently, but still blows my mind that it's been ten years since the original movie. This is about the time of year I think it was like a Thanksgiving release movie of Frozen coming out. And that has been 10 years since that, that movie first premiered. By the way, this is a slight little tangent, but when I was at work this week, I was looking for something to listen to. And I remember that there, there's that little Frozen podcast. podcast. Mm-hmm. They're little like 19, 20 minute uh, episodes. Yeah, what do um, you think? Uh, it's, it's interesting. It's like a radio drama, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cool. It's got some of the uh, you know original cast mm-hmm. members you know, including Josh Gad as Olaf. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's kind of fun. I mean, I, I'm only four episodes in, I think, is right. what I got through the other day. Um, but yeah, it's it's cute and enjoyable. Nice. And you know I love Frozen because I'm a hashtag real man love Frozen. Right. But, um, you know, it was just kind of fun to just kind of check out. I think the kids will really like it. Yeah. If you want to put it on in the car or whatever for right. a drive or, mm-hmm. you know, set them up, um, I think they'll really enjoy it. So, Very um, cool. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of cool. I'm looking forward to finishing it out uh, maybe this week or next nice at some point yeah. for sure have to play for um, Scott. <laughs> yeah i don't know if he'll enjoy it as much but uh, <laughs> he likes frozen yeah he does like frozen yeah um going on with the story the royal gates will open to the world's first frozen theme land on november 20th that's tomorrow mm-hmm. as we're recording this on the 19th uh, complete with two attractions, Frozen Ever After and Wandering Oaken Sliding Sleighs, dining, shopping, plus a first-of-its-kind theatrical experience with Anna and Elsa. And this christening of the land, they called it, it was a very special occasion, and they called it a, quote, big celebration blowout, end quote, <laughs> uh, filled with fireworks, drones, and even, and I don't think this is a surprise, they say, it even surprise guests. I think it would be a surprise if they didn't show up. Anna and Elsa. <laughs> Surprise guests, Anna and Elsa. Whoa, they showed up in the frozen theme land. What? Who knew? Uh, and all their friends. Uh, the fun took place in the center of Arendelle with Oaken and Kristoff kicking off the evening alongside the Hong Kong Disneyland ambassadors. Not only were there many citizens of Arendelle in attendance, special guests also include Bob Iger, who is, of course, the CEO <laughs> of the Walt Disney Company, Josh DeMauro, who is chairman of the Disney Experiences, Michael Moriarty, Mary, uh, managing director of Hong Kong Disneyland Resort, Alan Bergman, who is co-chairman of Disney Entertainment, and Jennifer Lee, who is chief creative officer of Walt Disney Animation Studios, and, of course, the Oscar-winning writer-director of Frozen and Frozen 2, mm-hmm. who is... Lots of big names that showed up for this, that's for sure. Biggest names, Anna and Elsa. Right. (laughs) Bob Iger shared that, quote, the Frozen franchise is one of the most successful in Disney history, and it's a testament to the power of great storytelling, which is the foundation of the Walt Disney Company. 
It's been this way for 100 years, and our commitment to storytelling and creativity will continue to define our next 100 years, end quote. Josh DeMauro added, quote, our Imagineers worked with Jen's team. Of course, we're talking about Jennifer Lee there. The team at Disney Animation worked with her to ensure every detail is just right. World of Frozen transports you to another world where you can have fun with your loved ones and make some incredible memories together, end quote. It looks phenomenal it does, like it really the pictures does. of it like you're in Arendelle right, it's very immersive, immersive wonderful yeah totally it, it it does look exciting and I think uh, Bob Iger also shared that they already have plans for continuing storytelling with Frozen well don't get ahead of me here no, I'll sorry. get to that in just a second right. here uh, of course what's a Frozen celebration without some ice magic the evening ended with Elsa's summoning of our favorite snowman Olaf and Anna proclaiming the gates of Arendelle finally opening officially. Nice. Open up the gates. <laughs> uh, Magic truly filled the air with a spectacular fleet of drones making center stage in the sky and forming iconic images inspired by beloved movies. Intricate patterns mirroring Elsa's ice magic left everyone with excitement at the world's first ever frozen themed land. I know they're building one also in Disneyland Paris. Mm -hmm. Can't wait for that one because I think that's the one we're going to get to visit. Right. Although the one in Hong Kong Disneyland looked pretty, pretty cool. Oh, for sure. It makes sense that they're going to embrace this. Like Bob Iger said, it's one of the biggest franchised pair of characters multiple characters oh, just, just, that they have. Yeah, this world in, yeah. all, in general. The world building yeah, you just, know, is, is great. You know, and it, it's great to see a, a storyline that appeals to so many different people and so many genres. And I mean, like you said, Real Men Love Frozen. It's not just, you know, a, a movie that you would think is just for kids or yeah. something like that. Now, it's interesting because I do believe, I think it's very true, and it's definitely very true of me. Well, I don't know for the real men part, it's true of me, but <laughs> real men do love Frozen. But this announcement came, and I was a little surprised with how people reacted to it. Um, another thing that came out of this, and Michelle already alluded to it, is that Bob Iger made it known that not only is there going to be a Frozen 3, Three we already yeah, know that's in right. development, but there may also be a Frozen, Frozen 4. four. Mm -hmm. Yes. Now, I was... <laughs> Social media is crazy mm -hmm. because if I remember correctly, one, everybody loved Frozen, except right. for maybe it got overplayed in their home sure. and so they, yeah. people wore down on it. But after, you know, that kind of settled, they were like, yeah, Frozen was great. People loved Frozen 2. It was a hit movie. Right. It got, took in a lot of money and people thought it was fantastic. Right. But when this announcement came, people were like, you know, Frozen 2 wasn't even that good. And everything, <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? I know, right? What, what, you know, anyway, you can argue on whether or not you think there needs to be two more Frozen movies. Right. I can understand that. But if they have a storyline that they think will work, right. I'm all for it. I love this world. I love these characters. I'm looking forward to more Frozen. Yeah, for sure. And we've seen uh, sequels in other franchises that have been very successful. And again, not every film has to be a mega hit. It can be something just enjoyable to go see. Like, you know, we've heard some of the reviews about the new Marvels film that it's just a fun thing to do. And isn't that what entertainment is about is to just have a good time. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, it's funny because I, we've discussed this recently that what is going to be, I don't know how many more blockbusters we're going to see. Obviously 
you know, Barbie and Oppenheimer, mm-hmm. they, they kind of drove one another and they became huge hits. Right. Plus, they were good films, which right. helped that, of course. It, 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 both those things combined made them into big right. hits. Um, you know, the new Avatar film was a big hit. Sure. Other than that, it's tough anymore to find movies that do really, really good right off the bat right. in theaters. Like people are much more accustomed now, it seems like, to either waiting it out and getting to see it at home. Right, yes. You know, or, you know, maybe going a little bit long, waiting and seeing and then finding out and then going a little bit later down the line. Right. Like people aren't rushing out as often anymore, I think, to see those movies on those first night. I think the theater experience is not what it used to be. And I feel like people are kind of just hedging their bets a little bit right. on some of these films. Yeah, I mean, I think there you still have the the draw for seasonal things, like around Halloween, where you mm-hmm. might have a lot of people going to the theater because it's, it is a seasonal type of show. But you're right. Other than that, I do think that the, the way people are deciding on going to the actual theaters is different. Yeah, and I see it across the board. This is, and we've seen it with Disney films, but we've seen it with a lot of other studios' right. films as well. That they expect to do better, and they don't. They may they may do okay, but they have not done maybe what they would have done five, six, seven sure. years ago when right. they got to theaters, or more than that. Even um, it's it, it seems like it's the world is evolving in how we take in films. Right, and right. I, I think the theaters and the movie companies are going to have to evolve too and figure this yes. out and, and better ways to approach it and still make sure you, you know, um, the people who create these films, the actors, the producers, the directors, and all the, the whole crew right. are, are compensated still. Right. Um, despite the fact that maybe the theater how much they make in the theater isn't coming through. And I think a lot of that was the what the SAG after a strike was in part about, right. you know, is how we are going to evolve in the future with, with films. And also, of course, making sure to protect them from some other things that could right. take their place. Right. But, well, you know, um, when you're talking about the, the experience at, at theaters too, will need to continue to evolve. When we first saw the original Frozen, we saw that in 3D. That was a very... It was amazing. It was amazing. It was a very surprisingly different experience than, you know, maybe without 3D. I mean, we've seen 3D. We've seen Avengers, some of the Avengers films in 3D. And so maybe some more of that where you feel a little bit more immersed or surrounded by the story so you can stay in the moment a little bit more during that film, during the films. But um, yeah, I think we'll probably see some more things like that, maybe more sensory type of um, stimulation during films. Yeah, it's it'll be interesting to see what happens in the future with with theaters. Um, I still love going to the theater. I think it's the best way to involve yourself, and especially in a big movie. Mm Mm-hmm. I would like some of the other theater goers to remind themselves that they're in a movie theater and not at home in their living room sometimes because it takes a little bit away from that immersive experience you're getting in, please. Um, But I I, I do want to see the theaters continue and do well. So hopefully they can figure out a good balancing point for these films where, you know, you can have them in theaters, they can still make money and you can also have them, you know, at home and people can enjoy them in that form as well. Right, exactly. So. Anyway, excited. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, I went off on a little tangent about movies, whatever. Um, but yeah, I am excited for more Frozen act. content. I'm all about it. You yeah, know, you yeah. know me. I'm all about it. Right, for sure. So that's I good. Totally so. agree. 
That's it for the Disney stories of the week. However, we never leave you without giving you some sort of tip that might help you on your next vacation. And when we do this, we always start with Michelle because she's wonderful. She's amazing. (laughs) She's all things fantastic in the world. You know, she does the best research. You've heard that before. Mm. She has the best list. You've heard that as well. One thing is for certain, she always has the very best tips. So let's get to it. Here's Michelle's tip of the week. Well, you're so, so kind, honey, with your compliments. I appreciate it. Uh, My tip actually is one I've used before, but I decided to substitute it in today because it is around the holidays. And I know that there are generally more park goers uh, over the holidays. And that is if you're traveling with especially little ones, when you're starting your day before you actually go to the park, take a picture of them. And this is more kind of a safety issue that in the unlikely event they tend, they would wander off for a second or whatever, having a picture of what they are wearing, you know, not just what they look like, but what they're wearing that day can really help cast members make sure that they return that lost one to you quickly or, you know, but it's just, Again, and it's it's still a good souvenir. Usually in the morning, that's when we all look our best, you know, before we've gone out and walked around the parks a lot and started getting a little bit more haggard looking (laughs) or, you know, hangry and things like that. So it's just a safety issue. You might want to consider that each day that you're going to go into the park that you, you start the day with a picture Plus, you can make it, you know, fun. You can say, we want to get a picture of you in your outfit for right, the day or whatever. Exactly. And it's yeah, obviously you hope nothing ever right. happens where the kid, but you know, kids. I mean, right. look, you're in a lot of crowds. Things can happen. You get distracted by something. They get distracted by something. Before you know it, you turn around and they're not right behind you like right. they were a second ago. You may, you know, it, it, they they're probably perfectly safe. You're in a Disney park. You're most of the time pretty safe in a Disney park. Right, exactly. But just so there's it to make things easier. It doesn't hurt to have that picture. Right. Plus, you have a cute keepsake. Exactly. Pictures, all of those pictures are cute. And you could make it like a dual purpose. You could take their picture by the parking lot. So you get a cop. So you also get where what row you're in. Okay, now pose next to our parking spot. <laughs> Although the app does help you find your car again, but anyways, yeah. just again, it's so unlikely something like that could happen. But if you have that, it's just it can't hurt. Right, it can't hurt. Let's so. just put it that way. So very anyways. good, Michelle's tip. Always yeah. the best tip. Thank you. My tip for this week just goes back to what we talked about with Nate all day today. Um, expand your Disney vacation thought process behind the parks from time to time. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, the parks are wonderful. Right. We love the parks. Most of our vacations or our trips, we want to do at the parks. Right. But there are some wonderful experiences out there that you can still get your Disney love on. And, you know, maybe there are some people in your family that aren't like, they don't want to go to the parks all the time. Right. Sure. They can still have a wonderful beach vacation right. or golf vacation or cruise or whatever you want to do exactly. and still get a little piece of Disney in there, you know? Right. I mean, we, we've talked about these resorts, Olani, of course, Hawaii, right? Uh, Vero Beach Resort, wonderful beach resort, Hilton Head, lots mm-hmm. of beach, lots of golf, lots right. of fun stuff as, as uh, Nate was telling us about earlier. A great way to get away from it, but still have that same customer service, that same touch of Disney feel, right. um, and still have a vacation. Yeah, the quality. Yeah, still. exactly. 
Um, but there's also, you know, Disney Cruise Line. We talk about mm-hmm. that all the time. Right. Yeah, yeah, how great it is. Even for people who aren't don't want to be around the characters all right. the time and do all this stuff, you can have a wonderful cruise on Disney and not be like completely overrun right. by Disney if oh, you yeah, want to. For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's adventures by Disney as well with things that happen all around the world. Right. You know, we talked with Nate. He's doing a river cruise. It's an adventures yes. by Disney, or at least it's the same company that does the adventures by Disney river cruise. Um, there are trips to the Galapagos. There are trips to Antarctica. Right. There are trips South through America. South America, Europe, all sorts of different locations, all with adventures by Disney. Again, another way to kind of get that Disney quality. Right. Um, and then go explore some places that are fantastic around the world. Right. And, you know, explore with an entity that you know is going to really take care of you and make sure you're in a safe environment mm-hmm. as well. So check them out. Yeah. Of course, the theme parks are still our favorites. Right. But there are other things that you may want to explore exactly. within the world of Disney to kind of enhance your right. future vacations. Exactly. Yeah. So that's it for this week's show. Next week, well... As we mentioned earlier in the episode, our family is in town, and recently, few of them were lucky enough to get to visit a bucket list destination of ours, the Tokyo Disney Sea Park at Tokyo Disney Resort. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, we're going to get the lowdown <laughs> from them on what it's like to visit this cool Japanese theme park. Right. And, you know, they're also going to be doing some other theme parks around town. We may try and hit up, of course, where they're going with us to Epcot right. on uh, tomorrow as we're mm-hmm. recording this. Um, but they are also doing some other parks. So we'll probably hear a little bit about that. One of yes. them is a significant coaster enthusiast. Right. So we may get a rating of the coasters in or around the uh, central Florida area from exactly. him. Right. Yeah. So, so that'll be a lot of fun. Fun report outs. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. As for the, today's show, we appreciate that you joined us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. Also, we are on social media. We're on Twitter X. at Hyperion Podcast. Facebook, Instagram, and threads at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. If you are on Facebook, come on over and join us for some good, positive Disney energy fun on our Hyperion Adventures Facebook group. Also, we're on YouTube want to find us there we're at hyperion adventures podcast and if you ever want to contact us for any reason please hit us up at our gmail account hyperion adventures podcast at gmail.com and if you like this podcast and you want to help support us in any way a five-star review would be super appreciated yeah we'd love to get a couple more five-star reviews before the end of the year let's get a couple more in 2023 and of course if you share a five-star review we will share it on the show as well Exactly. So that's it. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you again next week. Until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week. Bye.